Hey guys, good morning. It is Friday, September 13th. Friday the 13th. So the Orioles ended up taking one game out of the Dodgers. And was there any more game, any win more predictable than the day after the Dodgers celebrating? Maybe celebrating a little late into the night, coming into a game that they don't have to win the next day against a team that has no bearing really on how they finish the season. Of course, that's the game that the Dodgers aren't really going to be into, that the Orioles can steal away. Now, five runs, to win by five was a surprise to me. The Orioles ended up putting a lot of late inning runs up on there because that game was flying for the first half. But, uh, of course, that's a predictable one. Yesterday, the Orioles finished out the series. They lost um, the series. But that doesn't matter because we know that the Orioles lose. We're used to the Orioles losing. What's interesting is that they lost four to two. So they lost by two runs. And it all happened in the sixth inning when Dylan Bundy was still on the mound. If you watch the game, you know what I'm talking about. In case you didn't, I'm going to try to paint a little picture for you. The game is tied two to two. Men on the bases, two to two. A Dylan Bunny pitches the ball, uh, and it is a passed ball. The catcher, the guy swings at it, but the catcher doesn't catch the ball. goes back to the backstop. So the guy from third runs into home. The guy from second runs into home. That's pretty rare. I can't remember a time where I've seen two people score on a passed ball. Even a one-person score on a passed ball. Something's kind of got to go wrong or the ball takes a bad bounce. But that's not what happened in this case. Severino grabbed the ball very quickly. And he turned to throw it home. And no one was covering home. Who covers home on these plays? We see it all the time. It's the pitcher. We all love those plays by, uh, by Givens where he would dive at the runner in order to get the out where he's playing his heart out to get that out. Dylan Bundy stood there, kind of close to the first baseline, in between home and the pitcher's mound, and just stood there and didn't try to cover home, didn't care. Like, I don't know. Like, all right, so uh, manager Hyde goes in and tries to protect him afterwards and saying, well, he thought it was a foul ball. It's like, fine. If you want to say that excuse, okay. But everyone else is running. Why aren't you trying something? It's like in the NFL, how you'll see guys where it's clear it's not a fumble. They still pick up the ball and run just in case. Just in case you want to protect yourself. You want to take advantage if you can. When you see the first person score and then you see another person coming, why aren't you moving? It's because you don't care. It's because you've given up. You are not into this season and you're checked out. So no matter what, there's no way you stand there just because you think it's a foul ball. You stand there because you've checked out and you're not into it anymore. And the telling is Dylan Bundy. When I asked Dylan Bundy what happened, he said, I don't know. 
come on. I don't know is the best he could come up with. He could have used the, the foul ball excuse. His excuse was, I don't know. I thought it was a strikeout. From where I, I was, I couldn't really see where the ball was. He is the pitcher. You're telling me he has no clue where the ball went to. He sees his catcher run back to the backstop. He has no clue where the ball went to. The Dodgers manager is the only person telling the truth here, who said Bundy threw the ball well, he got frustrated, and to be quite honest, he quit on the play, and that, uh, and to take advantage of it was big for us. That's the truth. The truth is Dylan Bundy quit. And I don't know how you treat that as the Orioles, because I get it. It's a long season. It's a tough season. But does that change the way Michael Elias views Dylan Bundy? Do you look at this guy and say his heart's not in this? What does that mean for him in the future? I don't know. I don't know. I kind of think Dylan Bundy's future with the Orioles was, has always kind of been up in the air anyway. But that's just such a disappointing play. A tie game, and you're out of it on a pass ball. No excuse. Tonight... It's the game we've been waiting for. We've circled this series in our calendars for at least a month. The Orioles are at the Detroit Tigers for three games. The Detroit Tigers, as you know, currently hold the number one draft pick. In the Tankathon ratings, the Orioles are three and a half games behind the Detroit Tigers. So when you're three and a half games back and you have a three-game series in Detroit, it does well for you to lose. It does very well for you to lose these three games. In fact, for both teams, you come off better as a franchise if you lose these three games. It's very interesting. Where you want to talk about, and, and sports love to say, oh, nobody's tanking. We all learned this past week the Miami Dolphins are tanking. Like, they didn't put guys on the field that could win a game against the Ravens. They're probably not going to have anyone on the field that can win a game all year. Uh, I mean, there's other bad teams, so we'll have to see. But that team was ugly. So what do the Orioles do this weekend? What do the Detroit Tigers do this weekend? If there's ever a series where you want to throw people out there to not win the game, it's this series. So can you do that? Can you suddenly be the bad news bears for a weekend? And what does that look like? What does it look like to put a team out there that you don't want to win? What's it look like when both teams put teams out there and don't want to win? Does it mean you leave your starters in longer? Does it mean you don't put your best pitchers in the game? Do you let the manager just run things? Because you know manager Hyde is going to say, oh, we don't tank. And he, manager Hyde is going to try to win the game. But if you're Elias, do you come on down to his office or have a seat next to him on the airplane heading to Detroit and say, you know we can't win these games. You know we got to lose these games. I know they're a worse team than us, but we need to lose these games. I, if I was Elias, 
feel like I'd have to say something like this. Because I get the players and the manager not wanting to lose. Losing's not fun. But Elias needs him to lose. So that'll be interesting to watch. Some ugly baseball this weekend. Thankfully, we also get the Ravens on Sunday. And we get to see if our perfect passer, Lamar Jackson, can do a repeat performance in Baltimore. Big home opener series. And a tougher opponent. A lot of people say that the reason Lamar did the way he played the way he did and the reason the Ravens looked so good on both sides of the ball was because they were playing the Miami Dolphins. So a big test for the Ravens this weekend as they played the Arizona Cardinals. Not a great team, but people would classify them as a real NFL team over the Miami Dolphins. It's Kyler Murray. He seems to want to be more of a pocket passer, but we also know he's a mobile quarterback. Uh, no one's as mobile as Lamar Jackson, but still, you got to prep for these new generations of quarterbacks like Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and guys we got on our schedule uh, coming up later, like Baker Mayfield. And that's this is going to be a good first test of our defense and a great follow-up performance for our offense in a fun, you know that crowd's going to be rocking on Sunday after the just dominating performance in Miami. The fan base is going to be excited. So enjoy this weekend of ugly baseball and some pretty good football on Sunday. Talk to you guys later.